Welcome to another episode of the Little Advice Podcast, a podcast where I, comedian Christine Little, gives advice to one of my guests. Usually I say it's only a little advice because I only have a little degree, but the guest on this show, this episode, my roommate and friend, Charletta Roselle, told me, hey, don't say that. Like, that's negative. So I'm going to take her advice and just say, I give advice. I'm doing my best. And I think there's something to learn from everyone and I learned a lot from talking to Charlotte in this episode. If you guys like that podcast, please rate, subscribe, leave a review, share the episode. Anything you can do helps. And I'd love to hear your feedback on some of the questions posed in this podcast. Thank you guys so much again for listening to I am here with Charletta Roselle. Hello, Hello. Charletta. Hi, Christine. I'm so happy to finally have gotten you on my podcast. You are so hard to schedule with. To schedule. And the funny thing is, what what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say our schedules, like, they don't sync. They don't sync. Well, like, when I'm home, you're not home. We live together. Spoiler alert. (laughs) By the way. Dude, so we recorded this podcast (laughs) And I am not exaggerating. It was one of the best episodes. It I've... was bomb. Epiphany. It was so good. Revelations. I had so, like, I, I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up if you it tried. It was so good. And um, it did not record. We lost it. I. It's never <laughs> happened. I never was... on. That's never happened. Podcast history. I mean, not on my podcast. Damn. I'm sure on some pod. Actually, I did a, a podcast, or I have a friend who did a podcast. Listen to her podcast. It's called Falling in Love with Leah Lamar. She was actually the first person on this podcast, and she had, I think, at least two episodes where it she was just- recording, <gasps> and it did not record. Technology. I mean. I don't know. So that, that was rough. We just finished recording a sketch. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you have fun? I had fun. And it was nice to meet new people. Yeah, we did with Amir Khalil. He calls himself a miracle. He's very funny. Look him up. Um, yeah. What's his uh, thinking again? What? What's his, he, what's his signature thing? Oh, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a singer. He's very funny. <laughs> so you're originally from... New York. Where? Queens. Okay. I'm from Queens, New York. And how long have you lived out in <laughs> LA? Uh, four months. Four months. Was that a tough decision for you to move out here? Uh, initially, yeah. So, um, LA was not on my radar. Really? Like, I, yeah, I wasn't, I mean, I guess all actors are like, oh yeah, I'm going to make it to Hollywood one day. But <laughs> Weird that all actors talk like that. I mean, I was fine in New York, but I hated the snow. I knew, I think internally, like I knew that I wanted to move. Like I didn't want to do another winter in New York, but um, I just didn't know where. And then an opportunity came up with Actors Connection. And um, it's a, Actors Connection is a resource for actors to connect with 
different industry professionals. Okay. So an opportunity came up and I had been with them for, well, I've been like taking their workshops and stuff for about a year or two at that time. In New York? In New York. Oh, okay. And then an opportunity came up to do a LA connection, like a LA meet and greet type of thing. And uh, the guy who was uh, running the show, Christopher at the time, he was like, why don't you just give yourself a chance? Like, give yourself permission. Wait, why are you laughing, Christine? I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like it's the way you said it. And then, I was so serious. You're like, why don't you just give yourself a chance? It just like seems like something that really pierced to your soul. It did. Mm. It did. Do you and feel I think like you don't give yourself a chance. I don't. What I do don't. you mean? Like, I don't. I don't. I don't allow myself to explore to make mistakes. Mm. Yeah, like I don't I don't trust myself to do those things. Or like I I just I don't know. I don't give so myself a chance. You feel like you need to know that you'll be successful in order for you to venture out into something? Yeah, I think I have to know that it's gonna work. But I had no certainty like with this move, you know, so I feel like that's a step. Yeah. <laughs> so so what made you and also, is this your problem? What's your problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my problem. Um, um, I think just trusting myself. Like, I have a problem with trusting myself. Mm. Like, trusting that I am fully capable of doing the best that I can do. Does that make sense? Like, I'm, like, <sighs> I have an issue with maybe just the process, too. Like, trusting the process, how things work accepting that things happen for a reason you know what I mean and that that they happen like it happens the way it's supposed to happen when it's supposed when to happen. it's supposed to happen yeah. yeah so what's the hardest part about that for you I feel like I have some weird superpower mm, and I that feel you like can control that things. I'm the exception to every rule yeah tell me more about that I feel like <clears throat> So the last time when we were on the podcast and we talked about, um, you know, I'm like, oh, man, shoulda, woulda, coulda. I wish I did this. I wish I did that. You know? And then <laughs> your voices. Because I got to let the audience feel it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but one of the things that Christine said was, or one of the things that you said was, um, you know, like, but it didn't happen that way. You know what I mean? Because I, I was thinking about, well, I could have done this and this could have mm -hmm. happened. And it was kind of like, well... But it didn't. You know things are supposed to happen how they happen if they happen. If they happen. And that right, sounds a little confusing. Right. But I kind of got that concept. I've talked about uh, her on this podcast before, a lady named Byron Katie. Mm -hmm. And she has this uh, process she calls the work. Mm. And boiled down to, you know, the fine point of it, I don't know how to say it, is that you don't fight reality. Mm -hmm. And that's where the pain and the struggle comes in mm -hmm. when you try to fight what's actually happening. So mm -hmm. you say, oh, it's raining and I'm getting wet and I'm upset because you have the expectation that you shouldn't be, it shouldn't be raining and you mm -hmm. shouldn't be wet. Well, yes, it should because that's what's happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. trusting that things are happening how they're supposed to because they're going to happen regardless. Yeah. And I think in that, right, example... I would like continue to beat myself up. I should have bought that umbrella. I knew I should have bought that umbrella at the house. And if I had brought that umbrella at the house, then I would have been fine. I wouldn't have been wet. You know mm. what I mean? And then sometimes I'm like, well, that was God's will that I had that I should have that umbrella. 
<laughs> and then you know what I mean? And so I just get It's weird. so funny because when people are like, oh, I don't want to go against God's will. Um, this happened and that happened. I mean, I know a lot of people aren't spiritual or whatever, but it's God. So no matter what happens, it's going to work out how it's supposed to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because that's what happened. Yeah. Like if, if it's God, he has the ability to make the authority, make yeah. things work out. Like there's a story in the Bible about God telling someone, and I'm going to ruin it, telling someone to, to get off on the, go to this certain town and do this thing. And then the guy's like, I don't want to, I'm not doing that. Oh, like, jo- uh, Jonah. Is it Job? Jonah? No. Who? I said Jonah. Jonah. The whale. Jonah. Yeah. And then he doesn't. And then he gets, what, he gets swallowed by the whale or something like that? Yeah, I feel like that's me. And that, but that served a purpose as well as whale. (laughs) 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 Why are my jokes so bad? Christine cracks me up, by the way. I remembered more about the story. I'd have a better point. I promise. Read that story and see how it turned out because it still turned out in a, for good. Yeah. He still had to go to that town and tell the people. But then he went through some other process before that, Mm -hmm. which ultimately was what he needed. You can make me read that tonight. Yeah. I want to read it too solely because. (laughs) So you can get it right next time. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I just remember a part of it and being like, oh, at the end of it. But I don't remember what it was. I haven't read my Bible since I've been here. And do you want to beat yourself up about it? Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. It's, it's you know what? It's such a habit to beat ourselves up because there, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but to me, sometimes it feels like there's like a nobility in it. Like I'm beating myself up. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I know I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to beat me yeah. up. Like in reality, no one else cares yeah. if you didn't do something. Yeah. Because people are so focused on themselves. That's so true. Wow. That's another problem of mine. What's that? That what you just said. Just beat like beating yourself up. Oh man, I should have. Yeah. Or maybe that was like connected to the last. I mean, it's a common very common problem like yeah. beating yourself up and it, it sucks because it compounds what already happened say you missed a, the bus I don't know why I'm mm-hmm. saying this you missed the bus and so you're you already miss a bus and that sucks but then to beat yourself up about missing it mm-hmm. it's like two problems mm-hmm. and when you're in a state of stress your brain can't think as clearly to solve the problem yeah and so while you're dwelling on it, you're expending that energy on something negative that's not going to serve you versus using that energy to troubleshoot. Mm-hmm. Or maybe someone drives by <laughs> who's not a serial killer and is like, oh, I could have given you a ride, but you're like too busy, like beating yourself yeah. up, like bashing your head <laughs> in yeah. the bus bench. <laughs> Can you tell I'm tired? That's good. That's no, good. Okay. No, you're, you're fine. Oh no, I just, if I would have just got more sleep last night, <laughs> if I just would have went to bed earlier, things would be different. It's so silly, right? Every, every, I think everyone does it. And if they don't, they're, they probably have a personality disorder. They're probably weird. They're probably sociopaths. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Not that you would care. 
because you're a sociopath. I don't think sociopaths listen to this. Who knows? Never know. You never know. <laughs> so tell me about the last time or the biggest time trusting yourself has been an issue. Hmm. Does it affect you when you do auditions, the choices that you make? Oh, my gosh. Y yeah. Like, I... <laughs> She's laughing because her stomach <laughs> My stomach's growling. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does happen sometimes. In the... Oh, yeah. So, I'll do that. So, I'll go in the room. You know, you always have to just make a choice, right? Yeah. So I'll make the choice, and then I'll walk out like, oh, man, I <laughs> maybe I should have done it that way. Or There was this one character that I, aud I auditioned for. and Actually, you helped me with it. Yeah. Um, it was this villain character, and I yeah. didn't think I could do it, and Christine helped me, and she's like, you can totally do it. <laughs> Your impressions. Wow. <laughs> And Christine gave me such good notes, and the director even gave me the same note, like, the feedback. He was like, okay, and I'll try it this time, and, you know, and I remember the way you told and me to And you it. got a call back. And I got a call back. So I want a percentage. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, on the way home, I was just, like, I couldn't get rid of it. Like, I couldn't get rid of the character. Like, I just kept saying the lines over and over and doing it different ways, and it was so weird. And I was like, well, why didn't I do this on my way here? Uh, you know what I mean? Every actor does that after the audition. So, but when you made the decision initially and when you went into the room initially, did you have a problem choosing, making a choice? No, I think, I think under pressure, I, I might do better. Okay. I think, I think under pressure. I think when I know that I have an audience or I know, well, you know what I mean? Like, it's like. Well, this is it. You know what I mean? Like, this is <laughs> So tell me about times where you do feel the strongest in your decisions. Oh. The There's got to be stuff that you're like, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what I want to do. This is what I don't want to do. I think it's been a few, like, the past few months I'm learning myself. Especially, like, living on my own. Like, moving out to L.A. was, like, a huge deal. Living on my own understanding. Like, learning myself. I'm like, okay. I know that I don't like, I don't know. Uh, what don't I like? Whatever I don't like. <laughs> and so I won't buy that. You know, like, in the grocery <laughs> store when I'm in the lot, when I'm going through the grocery Was aisle. there a time before where you were like, I'm going to buy this. I don't you know like what? it, but... Oh, okay, okay, okay. you want to like it, but you just don't? My mom loves fried chicken. She loves making fried chicken okay. for me. Okay. Or she used to, right? Fried chicken, mac and cheese, the whole shebang, Right. Sounds good. And I grew up and, you know, I just don't like fried chicken as much anymore, you know? So I bake my chicken now. <laughs> Seems like you I don't mean to be so silly. Stance on that. <laughs> you know what else you have a really strong stance about that I what? know because I live <clears throat> with you? What? You don't use a microwave and you use the oven to oh heat up my everything. I do. And it makes the house smell. And that's Does a strong really? choice. Hey, it's a strong choice that you're making. Both aromatically, if that that's a so word. That's funny. <laughs> Definitive. Diffidently. Diffidently. <laughs> I think we're both 
tired. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We but we got up early today. I had a workshop this morning. Charletta likes to post up at uh, the library. I won't tell you which one. <laughs> the library is my thing. We came back. We shot a sketch, and uh, it's been a busy day. It's been a very busy day. But we can talk about my creative process later, what I do in the library. I would love to hear about your creative process. Yeah. But from this conversation, in terms of making choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that I just, um, I think that sometimes I know, like I know when something's wrong or I know that I shouldn't continue in something, whether it be like a relationship or it's like um, just a, a simple decision um, you know, I talked about this a little bit with Minzui before about like, you know, when something's right for you uh, or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I asked him this as well, but is there anything in you that maybe physically tips you off or a, 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 a mental process that you go through where you're like, mm, mm-hmm, I don't, mm-hmm. this isn't right. This mm-hmm. isn't working. I feel like, um, I'm very open. Mm-hmm. I'm open to people. I'm open to opportunities. I'm open. But as soon as I feel, I, I think I it, it, it's like a physical feeling that I mm. get in my stomach or in my heart is weird. Yeah. And um, it just like a red flag goes up or like a beep or, you know, like. That would be amazing. <laughs> something in there where it's like, mm. it's like one of those, like if it was, if I had a sound, it'd be like a. Mm. I would you know? love that. Yeah. <laughs> like a intuition alarm. Yeah, but I think <gasps> that when you. <laughs> I think we have to break up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I think that's a lie. <laughs> well, I'm... <laughs> but I think we, I think we do it. But oh, I think when you, um, I think when I like, when I trust myself more and more, I feel more confident. I feel like, mm. like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I trust myself more. But um, before I get there, so in the process, right? <laughs> We're like jumping all over. Um, uh, yeah, so it's like a thing that happens inside, right? Where it's just like a, like a, mm, you know, type of thing. And, uh, I'll either like question it or I'll stick around to see like if I was right or not. You know mm. what I mean? Um, so yeah. Then there are some times where <clears throat> if I just stay still and I don't do that often enough, but if I just stay still, I feel like I'll get an answer in a few days. What do you mean by staying still? Like make, not making a decision either way? or Yeah, like mean? not making a decision, just being quiet and kind of just like listening mm-hmm. to my, uh, I guess myself or God inside me. I don't know. Like I just feel like, I, I, feel, I feel more peaceful or I feel more at peace when I do listen. Mm. It's like to move forward, you know? Yeah. Um, it happens like, if I to go out on a date or to go somewhere, you know what I mean? Um, even, like, searching, like, looking for houses, you know, like, when I moved out here, like, I just had to feel, like, a certain, uh, it just had to, to search within. I don't know. It sounds so cliche, but. No, I think it's really interesting, and sometimes it's hard to tune in to what that is. That's something I personally struggle with where I'm like, do I not want to do this because I don't think it feels right or because I just don't feel like doing it? Mm-hmm. So that's something I struggle with when you say, oh, should I go out or mm-hmm. not? Or mm-hmm. Should I do this or not? 
Mm-hmm. So how do you, is there anything that you do that deciphers that for you? Well, oh, I, well, I would say, I think for me, for, for me, it's, um, uh, wondering what other people would think or like, I, I go through that thing. <clears throat> what do you mean? So like when you said like your thing is, do I really want to go or am I just like, that's your thing. I think my thing with that is more so like, um, uh, just fear of like, uh, what, what, what will the other person think or, or just afraid of like not making the right choice or I don't know if that makes sense. Are you saying that instead of wondering if you're making a decision based on the feeling of it versus not feeling like it, you have a feeling of like, Am I making this decision because it feels right, or if I, am I doing this for someone else? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. So, is there anything that you do that helps you know which way is right? Maybe taking the other person's opinion out of it. Yeah, that would help. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just feel like out of all the, and I hate to keep making it like like God, God, God. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think that, um, like all like the sin or like the crap or like I don't know. You know how you you're supposed to do the quote unquote like the right things. Out of all the wrong things that I do, I think that there's still a God who's just like who will still guide you the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who will still tell you like no, don't go there, mm. or you know it's too late, don't go, or you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've heard the more that you listen to that inner voice, the easier it is for you to discern. Yeah, yeah, discernment, that's like, that's what it is. So, is there something that you do that gets you to that place of discernment? I just, or a regular practice? I don't know that I regularly practice it, like I should, but I think that I just, um, just sitting quietly. Like meditating? I guess it's called meditating. <clears throat> Where I'm from, we never use the meditation. <laughs> Welcome to LA, baby. Right. <laughs> we didn't call it meditation. Uh, yeah, it's just like because growing up in church, you just say, you sit quietly. <laughs> <laughs> you sit quietly. Um, yeah. Oh, another thing I was going to say is just all the noise, right? Because it's just... I don't know, like, our lives are so busy, right? We're always on the go, you're always doing something, just trying to stay busy and working toward a goal, right? And then there's just so many, it's just so loud that sometimes, you know, I, I just don't want to, like, in the midst of the noise and stuff, like, I don't ever want to be somewhere I'm not supposed to or, you know, I just want to, I guess that's why I always have to find space to be still. Mm-hmm. I think I'm giving myself uh, I, I'm thinking um, I don't give myself enough credit but like in this conversation now I'm realizing wow Charlotte you're a lot more grounded than you think yeah it sounds like you do trust yourself hmm. but maybe it is more of some of that regret or FOMO mm-hmm. after you've made the decision it seems like you're good at feeling out what the right thing is to do for you but then after you've made that decision you're like oh, was that right? mm-hmm 
I think I don't reflect enough. You yeah, you're not reflecting on what you're what's happening. Yeah. Because you trust it when it comes up, but then after it goes, mm-hmm. you question it. Mm-hmm. So what can you do to give yourself that reflection time after a decision, say an audition or a relationship or um, a move or whatever? I think what's helpful is just recording it. So, side note, guys. <laughs> Christine does morning pages, and I'm so inspired. I admire you for that. That's one thing she's so consistent on. Well, it's not always in the morning, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Am I right? I'm not a morning person, but when I wake up, or if I don't by the end of the night, and I don't have a great memory, so... To me, I've been meaning to do this to, like, look back at a certain period of my life that happened not too long ago and be like, mm-hmm. how was I feeling during this time? Mm-hmm. Like, where was my mind? Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, I'm doing the same stuff over and over That's again. So it can be a little frustrating, but it's it's interesting. But I love that you're able to do that. Like, that's something that I would want to do. Like, just because I feel like when you, I don't know, and I feel like seeing things on paper, it sticks with me more, you know? So I think if I reflect it, if I write it down... Um, I think that might help me to be more aware. So do you want to journal? Yeah, I'd like to journal. Okay. What's the, <clears throat> the first step you could take towards journaling? Like a baby step. I could maybe commit to one page instead of three pages. I love that. And you already have the notebook? I already have a notebook. Okay. It's so, pretty too. Yeah. And it says faith. And I got it for my birthday by my favorite roommate. <laughs> I only have people on the show that have nice things to say. <laughs> well, the last podcast, I, I wasn't the, yeah, I didn't have nice things said about me. <laughs> I'm a little moody. I know a different side of Christine. <laughs> no, but you know what? Um, and also, um, yeah, I think I, I can I can commit to that. And also, like, I remember, like, as a child, I wasn't, I didn't always trust myself either as a child. And I, I remember, like, always wondering, like, is this right? Did I get this right? Mm. Do you like this? Oh, my God. Like, growing up, even still. Did like, you have someone validating you or, like, that would tell you if you did something, they'd be like, that was good or that was bad? Or did you miss that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that. I don't remember if I got good or bad feedback. I just remember always, like, seeking approval. And I still do that even, like, with my dad, especially. And I don't know why, but, like, my dad, like, always. I know. I, I'd look for that in my mom. And part of the reason is that she's one of my primary investors. <laughs> so I look at it like that. I'm like, if she's putting this money into <laughs> this business I'm doing, then I want her to be happy with the decisions I'm making with the company. Yeah. So that could have something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my dad does, does does definitely support me a lot. Um but he was he was always present. He was always like around, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like, you know, the absence of it. You know what I mean? So I just I don't know. I just always just wanted to make him happy, make him happy, make him happy. Um I think I'm like that in relationships too. Like I seek I just really want to make the person happy. Or right, am I am I doing this right? Am I pleasing? Are you happy? Are you, you know? That's tough because when we look on the outside a lot I mean first of all everyone's different there's always going to be someone who likes what you're doing and hates it so getting to mm-hmm. a place where you're like do I like this mm-hmm. is this what I want 
mm-hmm. instead of what do you want? What do you want to do? It's like, well, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You might want you you might be asking someone what they want, and in the midst of that, realize, oh, I don't want them. <laughs> you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you're just wasting all that time on it, and that could be another way of avoiding making decisions as well. If you're always putting it off on someone else. Yeah. If you're not, like, taking the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to the whole trust thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which you got to trust that you know how to trust yourself. Right. And that what you're doing is fine. Yeah. Always look to other people to, to see, like, is this right? Yeah. Um, and then I think as an actor, I think I do, you know, like we're, we do that anyway. Yeah. Director, like, you know, like, is that right? Are you happy? Is, was that okay? I saw, I know (laughs) that I do that and I saw it in a workshop today. This guy finished a scene and looked right over to the casting director, like didn't even take a moment after, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. to to button it and just looked right over. I was like, oh wow. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to see it from another point of view. Mm -hmm. Just that need for approval. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it might also be, like, a lack of confidence, too. Could be, yeah. Just a bit. Yeah, lack of confidence, which would come if you're not trusting yeah. yourself. So, okay, before we go into the creative process, thank you for sharing. Of course. Your problem of the trust. I thank definitely you. relate to that. I think a lot of people do and will, and I'd love to hear what other, if anyone else struggles with yeah. trusting themselves, and if there's something that they do or that you do, listening, that helps you with that. But did you have any takeaways from our conversation? Yeah, I think um, just making a decision to com- to trust myself could be a step. I think definitely writing or journaling to record, like, the things that I have done that I am proud of. Mm. And looking back at that looking evidence. Looking back at that, right. Um, and you don't ha- and when you journal, you, I know you said, maybe I could start with one page. You could start with a sentence. Mm. A, a week mm-hmm. or a month, you mm-hmm. know, just mm-hmm. to even get the process started. You don't have to have these big lofty goals. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Christine. Any other takeaways? Um, I think I'm in the right direction. I think, I think like the universe or like when things happen, I think that's a clear indication that you're doing the right thing. I think that could also, um, point toward like help you to trust yourself what do you mean when things happen um moving out here there are so many things that happened in my favor or that worked mm. out where I didn't have to it wasn't it didn't take much effort or it didn't you know and I was like wow I'm glad that I trusted myself to make this move Ooh, that is so profound it's like I think that's another clue and when you do your reflection mm-hmm. to say how how easy was this how in mm-hmm. the flow was this mm-hmm and then that makes me think, like, even the the bigger things that I want in life, mm-hmm. it's like, maybe it's not that hard. It doesn't have to be hard. We don't yeah. have to be in pain to get these things. Yeah. We could just flow easily. And to believe that, mm. that's, that's, the, that's the thing. That's tough yeah. to believe it. But I think looking for the evidence of it, which mm-hmm. is another Byron Katie thing, mm-hmm. is, is good to do. So if you have an issue, like, I don't, um, I'm not funny. 
and then your brain will automatically look for all the evidence to support your belief. Mm-hmm. But then when you turn that around, I am funny. It's like, oh, well, this person said they liked this thing I did, and mm-hmm. I made this person laugh. Like, you can find evidence for anything. So yeah. it's like, why do we focus on finding evidence on, for things that hurt us, yeah. that hurt our feelings, and make us less powerful, and make us less likely to be of service to the world? Because mm-hmm. that shuts us down. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Well, Somebody's hungry. <laughs> That's my tummy talking. I don't think it got picked up. All right. Well, when we come back, I'm going to talk to Charletta about her creative process. She's been doing acting. She's writing sketches. She's dancing and singing and (laughs) improving. So when we come back, we're going to talk to her on a little And we are back several moments later. I am with with Charletta Roselle. (laughs) Charlotta, hi. Hi. Thank you for being here. I've never been here. <laughs> Being so silly. So for this portion of the show, uh, we're we're gonna go into your creative process, and uh, I know that can sound kind of general, but what I like about this is hearing how people's um, what's involved in their process in in terms of creating content. Okay. And, and I, I like to go into this because, one, for selfish reasons, because I'm always like, <laughs> I need to make more content. What could I do? What kind of habits can I pick up mm-hmm. to see, to, to get my, my juice, my creative juices flowing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it could help someone else, and it makes you think about your process as well. So yeah. when you say you sit down and write a sketch or you are starting to work on a, a character, mm-hmm either one of those that you want to talk about or something else completely different, like your hair washing process. That's, oh a, that's a whole thing. <laughs> for the, let's save that for the next podcast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, creative, my creative process. So I was going to say it's never easy, but there are some things that do come easy. Like I know that I'm a very physical hmm actor right like uh, comedic comedic wise I'm very like my physicality I think speaks a lot of uh comedy so um I wrote a sketch (laughs) I wrote a sketch with a lot of just physical activity because I know that those are the things like just me me being goofy and silly um that's always fun so like playing to your strengths like knowing what you already do well and, and starting from that point yeah I love that yeah um, I always pull from like experiences mm. or like things that I know. Mm. Um, I started a sketch that was very foreign to me and I got stuck. And um, when I to try something different, um, but actually, so I take classes at UCB and they I'm in their sketch one on one class and we were challenged to write a topical sketch. Mm. And I don't follow the news or politics or <laughs> I know it's so bad, but I don't. <laughs> doesn't interest me but um yeah we were challenged to write a topical sketch and I wrote something I had an idea for something and um I I'll just tell it um well yeah how did you come up with the idea where did the idea come to you what inspired the idea so I thought about trending topics Mm -hmm. and nothing you just thought about them did you no I had to yeah I had to Mm -hmm. well I don't have twitter either which is probably another bad thing (laughs) but I googled um like the like trending topics and at that time I think uh oh 
the Trump inviting the college uh, football team to the White House and him serving hamburgers and, you know, like McDonald's. That was like the the thing. It was still trending. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting. What if we had the royal family host and adopt that, that same tradition or that idea and make it a thing mm-hmm. and serve like chicken noodle soup with soda on the side? You know? Like, <laughs> so um, chicken noodle soup, by the way, is a very ratchet dish that we have in Jamaica, Queens. Whoop, whoop. Chicken, how is that ratchet? That's chicken like noodle a, that's soup. That's what everyone eats when they... When they're sick. No, the chicken noodle soup with just the packet. What do you mean just the packet? The chicken noodle Are soup. Are you talking about ramen? The ch- I'm talking about, yeah, ramen. Well, that's different than chicken, chicken noodle, noodle soup. chicken noodle soup. Oh, but in the song. What song? Little Mama. Chicken noodle soup song. Chicken. No! <laughs> I've never heard of a chicken noodle soup. Never heard of Little Mama. Chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup. No. Chicken noodle soup with a soda on the side. No wonder it didn't hit in class. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I'm like, how is that weird that they're having chicken noodle soup? But you're talking about chicken flavored ramen. Yes, chicken flavored ramen. Chicken flavored ramen. (laughs) So can you imagine the the royal house? (gasps) The royal house. The royal family house. (laughs) (laughs) Adopting the White House tradition. See, that's fun. No, yeah, if they did with ramen. They right? cook, especially if they cook it in the microwave. And then, uh, you know, Meghan Markle's like, oh yeah, pass the hot sauce. You know. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody has hot sauce with their ramen chicken. Noodles. I don't like hot sauce. And don't like- even make it a race thing. I hate when people do that. No, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say you like sriracha. Oh, that's I another thing. I don't like sriracha. You I don't? don't? Like, I don't like anything spicy. I don't think food should be painful. I was calling me crazy, but I'm trying to enjoy and have a good time. I'm not trying to get My hurt. tongue shouldn't tingle. It shouldn't hurt. I'm eating. And then I got reflux. I'm not trying to die That's so funny. for something that, like, I want it to taste good, not like, I don't want to have, like, some kind of physical sensation. I don't want to sweat after I finish eating. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, like, the hardest thing. That was the hardest sketch, the, like, the subject matter for you to write yeah, about. That, that, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. But in terms of, like, the creative process, um, I just pulled from what I already knew, what was trending. Yeah. Um, I think um, also looking at what's what's popping on Instagram. You know, there's a lot of um, people that I follow on Instagram, like a lot of creative Instagram influencers that are doing a thing right now. I like what you said about just taking in, being like, well, how would this be in my life? Oh, yeah. And, do it, and doing it like that. Yeah, That's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. That's something I'm, I'm going to try. Yeah. With stand-up and jokes. It's like, oh, they do it like this? Well, this is how I would do it. Right, right. Okay. Like, my, like creating my, my narrative. What's um, the, what, <clears throat> what content has come easiest to you? What Can you think of a, a sketch or a video or anything that you, or a character even, yeah. that you're like, that was so easy? Characters, I think, come easier to mm-hmm. me uh because it's it's part of me i think i'd pick like bits and pieces of me and then just create i don't know and then just go with it like a, a small little idea or a small little characteristic about myself mm. and i just go um i think i'm trying to think of like oh so there's this ratchet character that i have and you i'm not love by any means i I'm not ratchet, but, 
But, um, I don't know, like, the ghetto girl, she just comes, like, real easy to me. You feel me? Like, I can just, like, go off and, like... Do you ever have... Let me ask you. This is a serious question. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have any qualms of playing a ghetto character? Qualms? Yeah, like, issues with it in terms of, like, reinforcing stereotypes. I do. Yeah. Which, isn't that weird, though? It's, I mean... It's an issue I have, too, because I don't want to perpetuate mm -hmm. something that can come off negative mm -hmm. or low mm -hmm. class mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. um, an entire community. Like a population, right. Yeah. So here, I think what uh, what empowers me, <laughs> if I might say, uh, is that <laughs> if if that character is put in a context uh, that's just very clever, mm -hmm. right? So, or just adding that element to uh, an already developed character, right? So, um, for example, I I have a sketch team in New York called they're called Church of Laugh. So, we reenact stories of the in the Bible and we make them contemporary oh and funny. Gosh. Yeah. So we have a sketch where Mary, where Joseph in the Bible takes the Virgin Mary on the Maury show to find oh out if baby God. Jesus is his baby. And so, um, yeah, so Mary is very smart. She knows her, her stuff and she's on point and she has this ghetto streak about her, you know? And mm -hmm. so does Joseph. They just, that's just their life. Like their livelihood. That's just that's what just, it is. That's just what it is. Yeah. Um, I also think it's different too, depending on the audience that you're playing it for. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, playing to an audience that's familiar with it and is able to say, okay, that's just a subset of people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. versus an audience that's like, yeah, you know? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's just like the witty, like like that character just being very witty mm. and uh, very confident and sure about themselves. That's what I like about it when I do play that character. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. What else did you ask? I just asked you what character came easiest to you, or what oh, yeah. what content has flowed easiest to you. That that flows pretty. Uh... Doing character work in general and just taking something about yourself and yeah, I working think it's from fun. there. Even when I was a kid, I remember um, <laughs> I remember being in the kitchen and like meeting my family in the kitchen and just being silly and just coming into the kitchen as a new person. <laughs> You know, and the, and my family just cracking up and like this stomach hurt. You know what I mean? And just improving, like just going off and just create. It That's was just so hilarious. fun to me. So you'd step out and you're like, "Excuse me," and then you come back in. And you're like, "Hey, everybody!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know who I love? Sarah Jones. Sarah Jones is a. She's from Queens. What? What? Yeah. She's from Queens, New York, and she does. A gazillion different characters, and she also speaks like uh, women's rights, and she's into politics, which is really cool. Yeah, so you don't need to be. Right. You like someone who is right. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah Jones is amazing, and I found, and I, I researched, I found, I discovered her <clears throat> on a TED Talk one day. Oh, um, and she's just super dope. And I was like, and that was the first time that I saw somebody that actually made a living out of it. You don't see her on TV shows. She's not, you know what I mean? Like she, what she, she does do? one women shows oh. and she's hired by corporations to do these big things, to do these big one woman shows. And she makes a change, you know what I mean? And she, she 
enlightens the people and teaches them. Her name's Sarah Jones. Sarah Jones. I'm going to have to look her She's up. She's friggin' dope. And put a link to some of her stuff in, my, in the podcast notes. Yeah. Um, so I also want to ask you, this mm-hmm. is a little off topic for um, content creation, but mm-hmm. before any major success that you've had in your life, whether it be career or life in general, but let's face it, career is life. Am I right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But before any major success that you've had, is there a mindset? Was there a mindset shift that you had, if any? And what was it? That's interesting. <clears throat> before any type of success, mm-hmm. was there a mind shift? Mind, mindset shift. A mindset shift. Um, well, I remember... I'm not sure what you mean, but I'll try to answer it. And then okay, you can tell yeah, me if sure. That's right. So um, I remember, so I have a degree in mental health mm-hmm. counseling, and I was working at a foster care agency as a case planner. And I remember being, I was there for about a year. And I always had this dream or this love for and this passion for the creative arts, of um, acting and dance and singing, um, like to go full time in it. But I was always on the fence, right? This fear and trusting myself. Mm. And um, I remember sitting at my desk at the time, and like being so overwhelmed and stressed. And I get and I I kind of gave myself an ultimatum, or just to look at perspective, like what what I was like my options. Mm-hmm. And so on one side, I felt like okay, you could either live this life that you were told you should live. Right and make be capped at a certain amount of money, and be miserable, <laughs> or you could live your best life, struggle a little bit, but ultimately be happy and have no cap on your income. You can make any type of money. Like there's no. Which one did you choose? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is silly. I think that was a major yeah. mindset shift, Ch- change, shifting. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what? So you were just in an. You were just. It was just like a stressful day at work, and you just had this day. like come to God moment where you're like, mm-hmm. okay. I remember also like doing like regional theater, and I was at a. I was, did a play in a church, and I had coworkers come from from the foster care agency, and my one friend, um, Ashante, what what? She was like, <laughs> <laughs> whoop, shout out to Ashante, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> no, but um, she came to work the next day, and she was like, why are you here? Oh, yeah. She's like, I fired you two months yeah. ago. <laughs> she was like, stuff. why are you here? <laughs> Get out. Please, today. No, but she was just like, why are you here? Like, what are you doing? And she was like, just because you can do something well doesn't mean that you're supposed to do it. You wow. Know what I mean? You know what? I have a, co- a coach I work with, Christine Aller. I've told you about her before. Mm-hmm. That's something that she has said a lot. It's mm-hmm. like, just because you're good at something doesn't mean that you have to put full focus on it, yeah. that you have to do it and yeah. you have to make a living from it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that. Yeah. And she was like, you don't belong here. She was like, I see you on stage. You brighten up. And I see, and so many people have said that to me, like you, you brighten up when you talk about it, mm-hmm. brighten up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think that's when I had that moment, like, you know what? Maybe not, like maybe not continue to do this. And yeah. I'm not going to do it. It's so amazing how, something someone says to you she may not even remember saying that Mm -hmm. but some just one little thing someone can say to you that Mm -hmm. can just 
change your entire life mm-hmm. and your whole perspective on things. Christina, I was afraid. I was yeah. scared. I was so scared to leave what was familiar to me, mm-hmm. what felt like stability, what felt like, you know what I mean? Like the safe thing to do. I remember I talked about like me wanting to please my dad. And yeah. So I remember having a talk with him uh-huh. and I was so shaken up and scared him and my stepmom, like they were together. And I remember I met them at the, at the ballpark and I was like, guys, I really got to talk to you. They thought I was going to tell them I was pregnant or something. <laughs> because I that's how shaken up say, I was. Charlotta, you do that a lot. You do a really big dramatic so dramatic. Pers- like, I'll give you just a little side note really quick. We, like, one day, uh, she was in the dining room and she looked down at this envelope and she goes, <gasps> and I was like, oh my God, what's wrong? What's okay? She's like, my first piece of mail. <laughs> And she meant it, and she does that all the time, and that scares the huge crap deal. out of. No, <laughs> that is a big thing. <laughs> I moved across the I country and got my first. <laughs> okay, so so they thought you were gonna say that you were pregnant. Yeah, they were. They they didn't know what to. They were like, "Well, what, we'll spill the beans. Like, what is it?" They're like, great. And I was we're just like, raise this kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, I still love you. <laughs> no, but um. I was like, guys, I was like, I put in my, my four weeks notice. At that time, for case planning, you can't, because you're working with foster care, uh, you know, you with foster weeks. kids and, like, birth parents and things like that, the courts and all that, you have to stay committed for at least 30 days. So I didn't have the benefit of having two weeks. Okay. So I had to give in a four weeks. But anyway, they were like, well, okay, that's it. Most of them like, all right. <laughs> But my I dad was like, well, you know, you got your, your masses, so you'll be fine, you know? Yeah. And it's so crazy, like, bugging out now. And here's, like, uh, another affirmation, like, they're trusting yourself because um, moving out here now and, like, my dad seeing how serious I am about pursuing acting, he's, like, my agent. Aww. You know? Like, he'll tell people, like, you know, well, my daughter's acting now. She's got another <laughs> It helps to have people yeah. support, you know, just to know that they're rooting for you and yeah, it feels good. Like they still love you despite mm-hmm. it's it's nice to have support. It would suck if they were like, "What are you thinking?" Yeah, I you don't know, know if I would have. I don't know where where I, where I would be or what I'd be doing. I don't know if I'd be the person I am today if I didn't have so much support. I get a lot of support. Like I have no excuse not to do well. Okay. From family and friends. Shout out to my mama. <laughs> you so I love you, ma. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. That is amazing. And it also gives me like a little trick to use. Anytime I've got some news that someone's not going to really like, but it's not that big of a deal, just to come at him like, listen, we need to talk. They sit down and they're like, what, what? And you're like, I, I broke your, your pen. And they're going to be like, oh, God, hey, oh, no big deal. Just be you really just dramatic. Yeah, 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 that's all. That's, that's the creative right there. The creative process and right there. your cat's dead. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anything else? What would you tell people to help them be more creative in their lives? Yeah. Or to trust themselves? You got to trust yourself. Okay. Well, how do they do that? <laughs> Guys, you gotta trust yourself. You gotta, you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. <laughs> you should put that as the background music. <laughs> I love that song, by the way. I literally heard it on the radio today. It's Desiree. 
her name, the artist name. I, I think I heard it on the way to pick you up. I really, yeah, it was like my really? my mantra. Yeah, like I, I really? walk around and are you are you kidding? It's like that song. It's just, You're lying. It's the beat of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting silly. Yeah. Okay. You, um. Uh, <clears throat> okay, guys. So for your creative process, oh, just trust yourself, man. Like, you know, one of the things that I realized was. For a long time, I didn't know if I should be an actor or if I should su- should pursue it. And I think I had this epiphany or I heard a sermon, I don't know, something, where it was just like, why would God give you this talent? Or why would he make you so interested? Why would he give you this huge passion for you not to do it? I heard that recently. I saw a meme on that, and then I heard it somewhere, and it's like, God's not being mean to you. Yeah. He's not like going to put like that in your heart. It. Right. Like, Too bad you can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so mean. You dangle it like a carrot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes uh, with with passions, too, because just because you like something or you're passionate about something doesn't mean you're going to be successful in that. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. It is how it is. But it could also be leading you on a path to something else yeah. that's greater than you imagined before. Mm-hmm. So be open to that as well. Yeah. And that that's hard. If I didn't, you know, to come to terms with like, oh, I, I have your mind so stuck on this one thing. But it's mm-hmm. like, well, where else can you um, use the talents and the passions that you have? It may not look how you think it's going to look. Right. So maybe that was for me. Maybe that was for me. This is one of the silliest episodes I've done. I'm sorry. (laughs) You should be sorry. I want an apology letter and I'll put it in the uh, show notes. (laughs) Anything else? What else do you want people to know? Um, To be still. Hmm. To be still. You've heard it here, folks. Be still. I'm being silly, but there, there really is something to that. Writing it out. Be still. Listen yeah. to yourself. Writing it out. Yeah. yeah. Do That's all those right. things, guys. Play Great. this. Play this uh, podcast back a few times. You know. Listen to it. Share it. What Reflect. do you guys do to be more creative? I'd love to hear from you. I would love to know. I'd too. love to hear that. I, I'm so interested in everyone's creative process. I'd like to hear too. In my mind. I don't think I've encountered this person yet on the podcast, but in my mind, there's someone that's like, okay, every day at 5 p.m., I light candles, mm-hmm. I pour a glass of wine, mm-hmm. and I put on Smokey Robinson, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and I and then I just flow, and I edit. You know, but mm-hmm. no one does that. Everyone's got their own unique thing, and that's helpful to hear, too, because the work is still getting done, and we're all different and unique. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, well, where can people find you? On Instagram. Okay. My handle is loveletta with a U. So L-U-V-L-E-T-T-A. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Facebook, I'm loveemletta with a U. L-U-V-E-M-L-E-T-T-A. Mm-hmm. That's about all the social media I have right now. Okay. And yeah, you guys check out her Instagram. I was in a video that she wrote. <gasps> yeah. about Instagram so please check that out it's called Insta Combat Pill yeah and it's a very relatable subject (laughs) 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 well guys this has been such a fantastic episode thank you for tuning in I appreciate it 
so much. If you like this podcast, this episode, please share it. It helps people. It helps the podcast. Share it, rate it, leave a review. Um, I want to give a shout out to um, a couple of reviews that I've gotten recently. Um, I got one from, let's see. Oh, I got to find it. Are you laughing at me? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do this later because it's not coming up. Damn it. I'll edit that. Thank you guys so much for listening to Hello.